Let the redeemed tell their story. In my mind, I can picture some strange person from a different country speaking a broken form of English, you know, like, like somebody from Boone County. <laughs> and that person is sitting there in the middle of a small group of people who have welcomed them after a long, long journey. And this stranger begins talking about his or her trials and tribulations and the feeling of lost hope that comes with them and that their life was slipping through their fingers, just fading away like the last part of an ocean wave that soaks up in the sand and disappears. Sitting there listening, I can imagine how this stranger must have felt. And then with a slow smile that comes across that person's face, that same person rejoices at being rescued from certain tragedy. They find food. Their thirst is quenched. Their life, instead of ebbing away, finds meaning and purpose. Imagine the emotions that would, would most likely be swirling around that small interaction with that small group and that stranger. The redeemed knew firsthand the immense despair and the unbelievable salvation. What emotions would you have felt listening to that person? Where would you have connected with them? How many of you have been in a wasteland? Let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Do you remember when you were in a wasteland. What place or situation or circumstance in your life made you feel like a thirsty and hungry wanderer? A time when you searched and searched for the one thing that would bring you the greatest relief. When you're so thirsty that it feels like your throat and mouth will stick shut, you want water. When your belly aches and growls and you run out of energy because you have no fuel, you want food. Perhaps in your wasteland, you walked around angry all the time. Angry at your family, angry at your spouse, at your neighbors, at your boss, at your pets. And you searched and searched for even just a little glimpse of hope and happiness and joy. Maybe your wasteland was filled with a sense of betrayal. A friend stabbed you in the back. An affair, a liar's promise went unfulfilled and you spent your time out in the wasteland gingerly, cautiously, searching for someone to trust in again. Maybe your wasteland has been filled with addiction whose grasp on your mind and your body was unrelenting. It seemed like forever as you searched for a way to break that chain and then an opportunity to ask for forgiveness for those whom you hurt so badly. 
in the wasteland. Out there, we are alone, and we wander around trying to figure things out on our own, and the path seems to meander from here to there and back, and there's never any real clear path to finding relief, or at least we can't see it. If you've been redeemed from the wasteland, can you remember how it felt to be in the middle of it and the undescribable relief of finally stepping out of that wasteland and into a place or situation filled with exactly what you needed? If you're in the wasteland right now, I'm sorry, but there's good news. The psalmist gives us a formula that will help. In verse 6, then they cried out to the Lord and their trouble, in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. How did God deliver them? Church, listen to this because it's important for us to hear. Verse 7 says, He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. So from that first part, crying out to God is such an uncomfortable spot for most of us, isn't it? Because we've reached that place where we've realized the limits of our own power and control, that we've exhausted all of our human efforts, and we know in our heart of hearts that we need divine help. And so, with a heart full of despair and with no other place to turn, we have to admit, we have to confess, and we turn over to God that our humanness is no longer enough. In this most vulnerable and honest moment, God enters to accomplish what we cannot and only what God can. The psalmist tells us that God will take us the most direct way, the quickest way, the no-nonsense way to find relief. Clearly, the psalmist wasn't from the country, because if they had, they would have used the country phrase, as the crow flies. No shenanigans, no curves, no interference, no interruptions. You'll get from here, the wasteland, to relief as the crow flies. For those who travel 32, <laughs> there's nothing straight about 32. Although the west side is straighter. <laughs> but God's divine straight path will lead the wanderer to a city in which they can settle. And it's the city that I want us to focus on for just a moment. During the time of Middle English, which was between 1100 and 1500, the term city was originally used to describe a town or a burg that was connected to a cathedral. And these particular cities were usually walled cities. And so I'm thinking of, of movies like, uh, that involve King Arthur and the castles and the cathedrals that have walls built around them. Or I've not ever watched 
an episode of Game of Thrones, but I think in my mind it has something to do with walled cities. I don't know. But that's what I have in my mind, a walled city. The city, the city was not only a, a place for physical protection, but it was also a place that was intimately connected to the divine. It was a sacred community in which its citizens, and from our text, wanderers, could find a place to meet their physical and spiritual needs. Folks, I think this has everything to do with what we do. Our purpose as a Christian community is to offer a sacred place for those who are wandering and struggling with all that life has and is throwing at them, a place to be physically and spiritually cared for, cradled, nurtured. We have been placed in this community to create community for those who have not been a part of one or who have turned their backs on it altogether. I've been reading a book by Robert Putnam and Louis Feldstein called Better Together. Their research has indicated that Americans have decided to not be connected. Beginning in the the 1960s, as many of you can attest, Americans have, have joined less, trusted less, voted less, and schmoozed less. They indicated that participation in social activities like bowling leagues, charitable organizations, churches, unions, and my mom played bunko, but no more. They've participated less in philanthropic philanthropic giving and even participating in their own families. Their research has indicated that this has fallen off by 25 to 50%. In 60 years, the U.S. has moved away from an intensely personal face-to-face connection with with people, the connection with people, to an ambiguous, self-reliant, physically unconnected society. Americans have become alone. And that's so sad. Because most of us in here know how wonderful it is to turn up here on a Sunday morning and without batting an eye, get a hug from somebody that likes to hug you. Getting a hug that you just needed that day. Or to show up and hear in a face-to-face conversation, a real live conversation, not over text or Facebook, how much you mean to them. We've experienced the redemption from the wasteland, and it's glorious, isn't it? That fewer and fewer people are connecting to a faith community is not new information for us, is it? We're living that out right now. This congregation can look three to four decades ago and can attest to how accurate their observations are. So what can we do about it? We have to do something, right? Because from Scripture, it says that God will send people here. God has a plan for this church. 
God knows about all those who are desperate, who are wandering, who are alone, and when they cry out, God will lead them as the crow flies to a faith community, like this small congregation, where they can find protection and nurturing. Is this community ready and waiting to sit and listen with bated breath about the story of those whom God has directed to this place and who need redeemed. It's my prayer that the redeemed will be able to include in their story how God led them to Darlington United Methodist Church. And in that small church, they felt hope. They felt companionship. They felt calm. They felt comfort. They felt their life be changed, but most of all, that they felt loved. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, you have asked us to open our hearts and minds to those wandering in the wasteland. God, we know what it's like to wander, and we know what it's like to be directed by you into a city a community, a faith community, into a congregation that loves on us. Help us remember that, God, the next time somebody wanders in here. All these things we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.